feel like last year in 2021, pretty much every other week, we were celebrating a new Indian startup becoming a unicorn. But this year, the theme has changed. In 2022, pretty much every other week, we're talking about a fresh round of layoffs. Hey guys, welcome to Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and today we're gonna to be talking about White Hat Jr. Now, they haven't actually done any layoffs. They haven't fired anybody, but instead, 800 White Hat Jr. employees have resigned. They've quit. Now, to be fair, this isn't something that happened all in one day or even in a single week. It's been happening over the last two months. On March 18th of 2022, White Hat Jr. sent out a company-wide email telling everybody who was working remotely to come back to the office. The sales team was asked to come into the Gurugram office, the coding team was asked to come into the Mumbai office, and the math team was asked to come into the Bengaluru office, and they were all given one month to do this. In response to this, one person told INC42 that some have kids, some have aged and sick parents, while others have other responsibilities. It is not right to call back employees in such a short period of time. Now, one other part of this equation is that White Hat Jr. wasn't offering these employees that they were asking to come back into the office any kind of salary increase. But some people are thinking this might have been strategic, that this was something that White Hat Jr. did to cut costs. They asked people to come back on short notice and they didn't offer any kind of salary hike. And so by doing this, they were effectively conducting a mass layoff without actually laying anybody off. All right, next up in the news, it looks like Swiggy is gonna be shutting down Super Daily in five out of the six cities in which it operates. So this is a subscription grocery delivery service. They deliver things like bread and milk and other daily grocery essentials, and looks like they're shutting it down in every city except Bengaluru. This is part of Swiggy's larger plan to pull the plug on business lines outside of their core businesses, which are food and grocery delivery with Swiggy and Swiggy Instamart, respectively. Talking about this choice, Super Daily CEO said that over the last four years, we have scaled Super Daily services to fulfill 200,000 daily orders across six cities and have created a niche in solving a very important consumer need. While we are now an inalienable part of our consumers' lives, we unfortunately are yet to demonstrate a clear path to profitability. Swiggy is, of course, planning on having a $1 billion IPO in early 2023, and so they're working on their finances, and this is a step in that direction. Their annual losses have dropped by 58.8% to 1,617 crore rupees in the financial year of 2021, and it looks like they're planning on decreasing these losses further into the financial year of 2023 by shutting down Super Daily, or at least most of Super Daily. All right, next up in the news, the Federation of Hotel and Restaurant Associations of India is trying to get Sebi to shut down Oyo's IPO. According to the vice president of the FHRAI, in addition to engaging in anti-competitive business practices, Oyo is a company that has consistently registered losses since its inception. It may have raised a lot of money to become touted as one of India's most promising startups, but it hasn't done enough to manage the business on the ground as efficiently. Now, Oyo did get approval to list from the National Stock Exchange and the Bombay Stock Exchange back in January of 2022, but the FHRAI is still going to SEBI to try to get this shut down. Earlier, when Oyo had filed their DRHP, the FHRAI had objected to statements and disclosures within the DRHP, calling them inadequate and gross misstatements. In the financial year of 2021, Oyo saw a loss of 3,943.84 crore rupees, and they also saw a 69% decline in their revenues, from 13,413 crore rupees in the financial year of 2020 to just 4,000. 157 crore rupees in the financial year of 2021. There have also been recent reports that Oyo might be reducing their IPO issue size. Currently, it's planned to be around a billion dollars, but these reports suggest that they might be cutting that number in half. 
All right, next up, this video is brought to you by Guardian Link, and they recently came out with the world's first ever play-to-earn cricket NFT game, Jump Trade. Now, people around the world, and especially people here in India, love playing cricket. And now, Guardian Link, with its upcoming Meta Cricket League, will allow you to not only play cricket in the metaverse, but also earn lots of cash doing it. So to be able to play this game, all you have to do is go to jump.trade and buy these cricket NFTs. These NFTs were dropped on Jump Trade last week, and 55,000 cricket NFTs got sold out in under nine minutes. So the hype around this is real, and it's a great time to buy one of these NFTs for yourself. And all Cricket NFT holders will be able to play this game and in return will be able to earn rewards in USDT. You'll have options like renting these NFTs out to your friends to play with, and also exciting utilities like NFT real estate, where you can buy cricket playgrounds and host tournaments. Now, do keep in mind here that there's only 55,000 of these NFTs, and there's about 100 crore cricket lovers worldwide, so imagine the kind of demand that these are gonna generate in the future. So make sure to click on the link in the pinned comment or description down below to become a part of this exciting Meta Cricket League. All right, next up in the news, it's just one of those weeks. Things are not well at Ola Electric. The CMO, the Chief Marketing Officer, and the CTO, the Chief Technology Officer, have both resigned. Now, up until a couple of months ago, Varun Dubey, who was the CMO, was the face of the company. He was answering media queries and criticism about the vehicle delivery and quality. And according to sources quoted by Money Control, he had stopped coming into work for the last few weeks before his resignation. Now, as we mentioned in the video that we made about Ola Electric's faltering revolution, these aren't the only resignations that Ola has seen recently. You've got the CFO, the COO, the head of HR, the general counsel, and also the CEO of Ola Cars. All of these people have resigned from Ola, and also Babish Agarwal himself has stepped down from day-to-day -day operations to focus more on engineering functions, team building, and product. Now, I'm not sure if Ola is gonna end up going public the way that they had planned this year in 2022, but it looks like they're planning now to raise a new round of venture capital at a lower valuation. So this definitely signifies a sharp mood change from their investors. All right, moving on to some acquisition news now. Baiju's owned upskilling platform, Great Learning, has acquired Singapore-based Northwest Executive Education for $100 million in a cash and stock deal. So Northwest Executive Education offers long-format, comprehensive programs by global educational institutions like MIT, UC Berkeley, and Yale to senior professionals. And this means that they're an excellent fit for Great Learning, which has largely focused on early to mid-career professionals, and now they're going to be able to focus on the senior employee segment too. Talking about the acquisition, Mohan Lakamraju, who is the CEO of Great Learning, said that we now have something from kindergarten all the way till a person retires. All right, next up in the acquisition news, back to Oyo again for a second. They've acquired Direct Booker, a Croatia-based company for $5.5 million. So Direct Booker's portfolio primarily consists of vacation rental homes, and this acquisition will strengthen Oyo's presence in Europe broadly and Croatia specifically. According to Oyo's global chief business officer, Oyo's cutting-edge technology, distribution systems, and data sciences will add more value to their current 3,200 homes and enhance our collective growth in Europe. All right, moving on to some funding news now. Aether Energy has raised $128 million in their Series E round from NIIF and Hero Motor Corp. 
So Hero Motor Corp remains the largest stakeholder in the company, having 34.8% prior to this Series E investment. And Aether is planning on using these funds to expand its manufacturing facilities, invest in research, development, and charging infrastructure, and to grow its retail network. Aether Energy is currently growing by 366% year on year, and the company clocked its highest ever monthly sales in April of 2022 by delivering 3,779 units to its customers. Now, obviously this kind of volume is less than incumbents like Hero Electric and Ola Electric, but according to Aether CEO Tarun Mehta, the current round of investment will help us enhance capabilities across the board, bring additional focus on new platforms, expand into new geographies, expand our fast charging network, and double down on the reputation we've built for making a product that's high on quality. All right, next up in the funding news, SaaS platform Syrian Labs has raised $85 million in their Series D round, which was led by Partners Group. So Syrian Labs is focused on contract lifecycle management, and the company will be using these funds to boost product innovation and expand their enterprise customer base. The company was founded back in 2012. They've raised $157 million so far. They have more than 250 clients, and these clients include Vodafone, RBI, and Unilever. All right, next up in the funding news, let's move into our bird's eye segment now because 13 Indian startups raised more than a million dollars with a grand total across the entire startup ecosystem being $303.8 million. EV startups led the week raising $135.6 million. That's 44.6% of all of the funds raised this week. And of course the leader was Aether raising $128 million. In second place, we have SaaS companies. They raised $122.6 million. That's 40.35%. And the leaders here were Syrian Labs with $85 million and GoQuick with $35 million. Next up, we have the EdTech category, which raised $31 million. That's 10.2% of all of the funds raised this week. And these were companies like Skillmatics, which raised $16 million, and iNurture, which raised $15 million. And then finally, we have FinTech startups, which raised $11.1 million. That's 3.65%. And these were companies like Bharat X, which raised $4.5 million, and Asset Plus, which raised $3. $3.6 million. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys this week. I really hope that you enjoyed the video and that you learned something from it. Big thanks now to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members, our unicorns, our decacorns, and our hectacorns. And of course, also big thanks to Guardian Link. And again, make sure to click on the link in the pinned comment or description down below to check out Jump Trade, their play to earn NFT cricket game. All right, thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires, and I will see you in the next one.